Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. When you hear those words, you can feel good knowing that. State Farm is there to help you feel supported with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. Now, let me tell you, girl, I don't got a boat, a motorcycle, or an RV, but State Farm covers my home and my car. With a State Farm agent, you know someone is there to help protect your future by helping you choose the coverage you need. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits for you. And you know what? Getting insurance can be so intimidating because you don't know exactly what you need. So having an agent that could help you with each step makes it so much easier. Girl, I feel you on that. So when things get complicated and you need ways to get help, State Farm gives you options there too. Maybe you like to handle things in person or on the phone with your local agent, or you prefer to do it on statefarm.com or on the award-winning app. State Farm lets you do things your way. I personally am the type of gal that likes to do things through an app. It just makes it more easier than going in person or hopping on a call. So I love that they have that option available. Girl, I like to use an app too. I'm not trying to pull up a person or or a call because I'm way too, I have too much social anxiety for that. I'm trying to do it on the app. So that's why I'm here with State Farm. And that is why, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey there, everyone. I'm Sarah Weldon, CEO of Trufinco, a finance company dedicated to helping both budding and established small businesses. I'm thrilled to be hosting Business Perfect Formula, a podcast designed to demystify business funding, real estate investing, and business credit. My goal is to simplify the complexities of alternative lending, showing you that navigating the financial landscape can be straightforward and stress-free. Business Perfect Formula is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Hola, I'm Claudia Romo Edelman. And I'm Cynthia Kleinbaum-Milner. And this is a podcast, A La Latina, the playbook to succeed being your authentic self. Today... Marta Newhart-Ronquillo, former Chief Communication and Brand Officer for Westinghouse. Stay tuned because there are three key takeaways. The first one is the importance of having your own board of advisors, people that will help you navigate the trickiest moments in your career. Number two, how can we Latinas leverage the playbook and resources of other diverse communities who have broken the glass ceiling like the African-American community? And number three, Teach yourself the basics of how to become a great communicator because great communication opens the door to better opportunities and even better relationships. All of that and more here, A La Latina. A La Latina is proudly presented by Money Lion. Join the millions of Americans just like you who use MoneyLion to help reach their American dream. Today, an incredible guest, Marta Newhart Ronquillo. Marta was the most senior Latina in three Nasdaq companies. Most recently, she was a chief communications and brand officer for Westinghouse. She has served in several boards, including some government ones and the Special Olympics. And today she serves on the board of the Page Society, which is a network of CMOs and chief communications officers. Welcome, Marta. Thank you. It's We're wonderful so to be here. We're so excited Thank to have you. you here. Amazing. Okay, let's get going. All right. Let's start with our favorite subject, you and your past. How did you come to be who you are and what you do? So the family I grew up in was run by these really strong women. 
And I thought all families were that way, but they're not. Mm -hmm. It's mostly the Mexican-American families that really have a matriarch that runs them. Mm -hmm. That everything my grandmother said, we did. We didn't question it. We just did it. Mm -hmm. And it made us better. It made us better at whatever we did, and it made us stronger. And so she would get us to think about things that we wouldn't have thought about otherwise. She got us to think about things that we should be doing not only better, but differently. Mm -hmm. And she got us to embrace our Latina dad. She was a very important thing. Now, like I said, when I was growing up, I thought everybody's household was run by really strong women. It wasn't. Mm -hmm. And so I grew up thinking women could do anything. Women were important. Mm -hmm. Women were central to everything. That helped me yeah. in the corporate world it also kind of hurt me too. How and the so? reason I say it hurt me was because the corporate world wasn't designed for that. Uh -huh. The corporate mm -hmm. world had another way of thinking, but the family I grew up in was all about the women and the strength of the women. So when I came into corporate America, I thought, wow, you know, this is great, I can mm -hmm. do anything. Well, in an all-male-dominated aerospace company that I first worked in... It was Boeing, right? It was, yes. That wasn't the way they thought about things back then. Now it was different. Yeah. But back then, they didn't think about things that way. So I would say to you, it really helped me get to where I am. And then once I thought I got there, mm -hmm. it kind of hurt me a little bit. So I had to navigate through that. I learned the hard way. I really learned the hard way because I worked with all men and... Most in the early part of my career was with Asian men. So that was a whole nother level of having to navigate. Mm -hmm. So thinking through that, I had to think about, okay, I've got to have a perspective to maintain that seat at the table. Mm -hmm. But to do that, what really fits there? What really works there? So I had to think about that. You know, now is a different story, yeah. but back then I had to really temper that. And that meant tempering my Lentina dad. Did you have somebody to ask advice from? Like, how did you know what to do? I mostly sought out mentors who were African-American people because they were successful people in the organization that I worked in. And they could cut a clear path through anything. You know, I would look around I did not see Latinos, Latinas. I did not see people like us. Even a few layers down, I didn't see people like us. But I did see an underserved minority group in the African-American people who could work through this. And they were so loyal to each other. I really admired that because that was the community I came from where women were so loyal to each other. They would do anything for each other. Mm -hmm. You know this phrase, my sister's keeper? They lived yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've heard this one, my mm -hmm. sister's keeper, where you will do anything for another Latina. A Latina calls you up and you say, yes, Martha, I'll help you with that. Or you call me and say, yes, Claudia, I'll do that. And that's what I grew up in. And so I noticed with African-American people, they were doing something similar But in the corporate world, they were trying so hard to get ahead. Mm -hmm. They were helping each other with a playbook that was much stronger than any other ones I saw. So I sought them out as mentors and asked them for help and advice. Well, just compare that to me with being a Latina and seeing how we as a community interact. How do we do it? Have we done a little bit more of that community and that 
sister. I am my sister's keeper. Sister keeper. Yes, yes. No one does this better than Latinas. No one. Make no mistake about it. I really believe that. Latinas are so good at doing this that it feels like home. It feels so comfortable. And you can meet a Latina for the first time. She's instantly your friend because you feel that connection to home. You feel that connection to something deeper inside of yourself that's loyal, that's an advocate, that really pushes hard for someone else because you know they deserve it. And you know that they've probably been in an environment where it hasn't really represented all of their best skills and values and everything they can bring out. And so you want to help them do that. I think Latinas, I think our day is about to come if it hasn't already, because we do that so well. So if you're listening to this podcast, you're obliged to be a sister keeper and support Latinas only yes. because they are Latinas yes. and only because we need to share the access code. When you get it, share it so that we can take someone with us. If you open the door, leave it open. Leave it open. Exactly. I think at the table of success, there are many chairs. There's room for everyone. There is room. So, Martha, you've worked in uh, several companies from early stages, startups to public traded ones. So tell us about the journey in your perspective of how you have made the decision and the transition from one role to another, giving the very different uh, nature of every company. You know, it's funny because when I started my career, I would love to sit here and tell you, Claudia, that I'm very strategic. Some things just sort of happen, right? Life just sort of happens. So when I graduated from the University of Washington with my undergrad degree, I interviewed or had three interviews set up. I had one set up at Boeing, I had one set up at Bank of America, and one set up at Microsoft. So three big names, mm -hmm. right? And so I was, I was ready to go. I had a degree, I, um, I was ready to go and launch my career. So I went to the Boeing interview And I realized there was something that I could do well. I, I noticed it in interviews that people would really respond to me and I would get the job. And I got the job. My first interview out of college, I got the job. Here's the downside. The next year, Microsoft went public. So if I had gone on that interview, mm. But you can't look back because of the experiences I had at Boeing. Mm -hmm. And so I started out in Asia Pacific sales where you actually sell airplanes to Asian carriers. And so here I am a Latina in Asia Pacific selling airplanes and working with a very small group of men to make that happen. And I learned through that process very early You have to know what you're saying. You have to hold your own and you have to be confident. Mm -hmm. Does this sound familiar? Things mm -hmm. that Latinas can do well? Mm -hmm. Yeah, see? And so through that, I, I realized there's something universal here. There's something that whether you're underserved or female or whatever you are, there is a great equalizer. And that equalizer is communication. If you can communicate well, It will change your socioeconomic status. It will change where you are in the corporate ladder. It may even change who you partner with. I think it did. Yeah. So these things, I started, they just started coming to me. Oh, that's going to change. That's going to get better. That's going to get better. So how can I communicate even better? 
and keep climbing the corporate ladder. So that's where I found myself. Now, in Asia at the time, I would say particularly China, they weren't really big on Mexican people. Let's just say it that way. They didn't really know too many, so they called me Sibanya, which means Spanish. Because when I would say to them, I'm Latino, they would say, no, no you're Spanish, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Okay, I, I guess I am. I am Spanish, you know? Uh-huh. And so when you talk about, is there, is there a time where you should kind of pull back on your Latina dad or you should push it out? That was one of those times that didn't feel comfortable to me, but I did it anyway. I did it anyway because I was thinking more about what we needed to do to be successful in Asia. And I didn't want to be the one person on the team who was not only female, but was going to pull the team back. You spoke about being high potential Mm -hmm. at Boeing, Mm -hmm. but you left Boeing. You've worked in small companies, big companies in four industries. Mm -hmm. When you look back, can you tell us why did you make the decisions that you made? And also, what do you think were maybe key moments, key decisions, key people that help you mm-hmm. like navigate the mm-hmm. journey? I realized after so many years at Boeing that I needed to take other risks. I had taken risks within Boeing uh-huh. to be an expat twice and to actually go from the sales organization into communications. Mm-hmm. And that was a big risk. And then I realized when I started to hear people talking about if you really want to uh, grow at a faster or different level, sometimes you got to work at a different company in a different industry. It's really hard because the stereotype is if you don't know our industry, how can you do well in our industry? Mm -hmm. And here's the learnings. Everything you bring to the table, you're going to work hard anyway. Everything you bring to that table, it's up to you. So you're going to work 18 hours a day anyway. Why not do it for something that you really feel that you believe in? The other thing is you don't wear a lot of hats. You wear every hat. You are everything. You're investor relations. You're the CEO. You are the person who fixes the printer. And sometimes you're even the person who takes out the trash. You're all of these things. And you've got to be prepared whenever a new investor comes in to actually present to them. Get them to invest in what you're doing. Show them the market. Show them the potential, all these things. The one skill I would say every company needs, every company values, and every company should have at the table are people who know their business, know how to make money for their company, and can articulate it in a way that anyone can understand. At Money Lion, we think money can buy happiness and that you deserve access to the same tricks, tips, and tools as the 1%. We want you to achieve your version of the American dream, so we built an app that can help you get there. From banking with no hidden fees to cash advances with zero interest or credit checks, Money Lion offers a suite of premium financial products that can help you make your everyday money decisions a whole lot easier. We even curated a network of content creators who can educate you how to invest, borrow, save, and earn like the pros. Ready to take control of your money life? Join the millions of Americans who use Money Lion every day by downloading the app today. Are you ready to turn your best ideas into a thriving online business? Introducing Shopify, your no-excuses business partner. 
You might not realize, but our podcast, More Than Mammies, it's a business. And we started it, of course, to talk about maternity, not to become an e-commerce expert. So yeah, we needed some help selling our merch and getting our start up and running. Another sale. Shopify is a commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. No matter if you are a garage entrepreneur or a big business, Shopify is the only tool you need to start and grow your business without the struggle. With Shopify single dashboard, you can manage orders, shipping, and payments from anywhere, giving you the insights you need wherever you are. Sign up for $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash sonoro or lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash sonoro to take your business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash sonoro. One thing that I would love for you to give me as advice no, or on how to do it. Um, she I always can... takes this personal. Oh, you know, no, like, okay. This is In case you guys have this is my mentorship session on camera with all of you. Um, <laughs> that's why we're here. Yeah, that's why you're no. all here. It's your personal casting. <laughs> this is my, exactly. this is for me. Um, but I hear you speaking and the pace with which you speak mm -hmm. It's like so perfect. You don't speak too fast that it's hard to follow or that I think sometimes people think that people that speak very fast are not as smart. Or nervous. Or they're they nervous. They think they're nervous, but right? But you don't speak so slow yeah. that you're like, is she acting? Like she wants to <laughs> speak <laughs> what's <laughs> going on. Say, like, come how on, did you get How did you get to the speed at which you, you, you speak? Because that's trained. You, you guys know for Latinos, everything started at the kitchen table. So everything started there. Okay. It was all about food. It was all about participating at the kitchen table. Mm -hmm. And my kitchen table, there's all these kids. There's my parents, my grandparents, and maybe some stragglers that mm -hmm. came along. You know, we're all sitting there. And everyone called me Martita. Mm -hmm. And when my mother or my father would ask me something, they expected a really good answer. They expected it. Mm -hmm. And so I would answer, you know, Martita, what did you do today? Oh, well, I, ca I caught the bus. I went to school. I did this. I did. No, no. Perfect English. Martita, perfect English. And then you get the look. Mm -hmm. You get the look. So there was pressure to speak in perfect English. Mm -hmm. They didn't talk about pace. They didn't talk about any of that other stuff. Mm -hmm. They just said perfect English because they wanted us to have communication skills because they knew that would help us get ahead in life. Mm -hmm. They knew that would be important in, in the lives that we were about to lead. And so that's what really pushed me to speak that way. I've also studied a lot of speeches from people who I think speak very well. Like you who? Know, John F. Kennedy is a really good example. I think Obama is exceptional. And some people would say, well, he's just a good orator. No, he's a really good storyteller too. Mm -hmm. And he was able to impact people. And so I think it's important that we learn the art and craft of communication storytelling, but also be able to be yourself, being authentic. Mm -hmm. And I think that one of the most important pieces of feedback I get is that people trust me because I, they can see through me. I'm authentic, I'm genuine. The way that um, I speak, the way I present, the way I speak really comes as a genuine. And I do think that we have heard from all of our guests that pretending to be someone you're not is not going to get you to no. success. Yeah. Yeah. So I would like to know a little bit more in the context of communicating and public speaking and uh, you know, storytelling. 
I think that there's very few Latinas and Hispanics that are, um, you know, like really great public speakers, that mm -hmm. are really great at that craft, even if we're so naturally prone and good to that. Mm -hmm. And I think it is related to self-confidence. Can we talk about that piece of communication, public speaking, storytelling, when with respect to the being comfortable being mm -hmm. yourself? Mm -hmm. Well, w what do they say? Be yourself because everyone else is taken. Mm -hmm. It's the easiest way to get across an idea, a thought, mm -hmm. a business notion, something like that. If you embrace who you are, and this is why I think it's so important that Latinas embrace who they are. You know, we were talking earlier that 70% of Latinas don't really express that in their current work environments because they're not comfortable with that. Here's why it's not a good thing. Because if you embrace who you are, and you appreciate the roots and the place that you came from, and you think about all the people that were part of how you got here, all the Latinas that were part of how you got here, that gives you that inner strength. It gives you that notion of, I can hold my own because they did before me. We call them trailblazers, mm -hmm. right? I call them chingonas. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. They had to do it in a stronger way than we did. It's a little bit easier for us. Our stage is bigger, though. Your stage is much bigger. And you have to think about that. So, Latinas, if you embrace who you are, you embrace your Latina dad, and you think about how that brings value. That's what every corporation wants. That's what every board wants. They want value. The minute you see that, you are going to appreciate and have confidence in everything you bring to the table. And you're going to look at people from other ethnic backgrounds and think, I'm here because I need to be here. I have the strength to be here. There is no reason why I shouldn't be here. And that confidence is going to come through. And it's real. It's real. They just aren't opening the door to let it out yet. But how can we get Latinas to believe what you're saying when, just like it happened to you, sometimes they people say to us things that totally crush us. Like yeah. you were told when you yeah. were younger, thank God you don't look Latina, mm -hmm. right? Like what did you do when you heard that? What impact did it have? And for anyone in our audience that has ever been told that, what would you say they should do with that message? And you feel erased. You feel as though somebody has erased who you are. But think about the other side of that. And the other side of that is bringing that out. Mm -hmm. The story that you're talking about was when I was early in my career at Boeing. I was considered a high potential. And there was about 15 of us that were uh, pulled into this organization. Every corporation has them. They call them hypos. Yeah. That we were pulled in and we got to meet with all the senior leaders of the company. And so this one meeting that we were having was with the CHRO, the highest ranking HR executive in the company. And he came in and we were all sitting around the table and he went to different people around the table and were asking them questions about themselves. And when he got to me, he said, Marta, Marta, you, you're somebody, right? And I thought to myself naively, well, of course I am. I'm a hypo. This is what was going through my head. That's why I'm here. Mm -hmm. And he said, uh, where are you from? What's your ethnicity? And I said, I'm Mexican-American, just like that. 
a Mexican-American. And he said, thank God you don't look like it. Now, I think this is what you mean when you say, why would you not, why would you come out as, as a Latina when something like that can happen? Here's the thing. We are the fastest demographic growing in the United States today. There is a market. There is a value to that market. There is all kinds of things associated with that that is not slowing down. That is a freight train that is taking off and gaining steam. And so if you are a Latina and you embrace your Latina dad and you bring that to the table without saying you're sorry and telling who you are in an authentic way, you're going to succeed. You can't help but succeed. Companies need you. Corporations need more and more Latinos to help them get ahead. And this is something that there is a, a way for Latinas to not only embrace, but to think about how they're going to be part of the future. Yeah. But why do you think that person told you that? Like, why did an accomplished and professional and successful CHRO thought it's better not to look like Latina? For now, this? remember, this, we're in 2023, exactly. and this was many years ago. And so at that time, it wasn't accepted. What I'm saying is today it's accepted. So, so let's talk about it. Let's talk about who you are and what value you bring to the table. Because I think it's more accepted than ever. And I think that's important, especially for younger Latinas to know. Several months ago, I was in Washington, D.C. talking to five female senators And I said to them, you know, we've got an immigration problem in this country and you need to figure out the policy. I'm just here to tell you that within one generation, this is what you get. And I think for a lot of them, that was an eye opener. It was like, well, wait a minute, what are you talking about? I said, I, this is what you get after one generation. Yeah. And so if you think about that, you're going to think differently about the people coming over the border. The reason I bring this up is because if we look at where we are today versus where we were, then we realize what we can do. What got us here won't get us there, but we do realize, Claudia, what we can do to get ahead. And I think for a lot of very young Latinas, if you think about what your mother and grandmother went through to get ahead— and you realize those shoulders you stand on, you know, but you know that you can progress. Yeah. If someone tells you, thank God you don't look Latina, what's an appropriate response mm -hmm. to flip the script in a normal, uh, elegant, and positive, progress-looking way? That doesn't get you fired. That yes, doesn't, that get, doesn't you fired. get you fired. Well, what I said was, uh, if you go to Mexico City, you will see a lot of people that look like me. Yeah. That's one answer. Yes, yeah. that is one answer. Yeah, and That's it's a good opportunity answer. to share the diversity yeah. of Latinos, right? You have, to, you have to broaden their thinking. So you're not going to solve <laughs> world peace in one meeting, but you can chip away at it. You can make those baby steps. If you go to a certain area of Mexico, you will see people like us. Yeah. You also mentioned that it was later in your career that you... Embrace your last name? Mm-hmm. Yes. Sorry. Yeah, so I got married when I was 18. And I'm still married to the same guy. Amazing. He's a great guy. Great. He's also very handsome. <laughs> so that helps, right? And his last name is Newhart. 
When I was younger, I wanted to be a news broadcaster. I wanted to be that lady you saw on television that was giving you the news every night. That. Yeah, I can see yeah, that. You yeah, you can see that? And so his name was perfect. Yeah. I didn't choose him for the name. I chose him because the looks. Know, I was in love. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the looks. Because of the look. <laughs> and so I, I took his name. And so for many years, a few decades in my career, I was known as Martha Newhart. And then I have a very famous cousin who is an activist, and she's also considered the best Mexican-American chef in America. Her name is Silvana Salcido Esperanza. So the Salcidos are our cousins. Mm -hmm. And she is in Phoenix. And if you go in downtown Phoenix, there is a big three-story bank building, and they have a mural of her. So Silvana said to me many years ago, when you look around corporate America, do you see people like us? No. The next level down, do you see people like us? Mm, no. How about the next level below that? No. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? And I thought about it and I was thinking about it. I have this platform. I'm in corporate America. I'm here. I don't care what they think at this point. I'm going to use my family name. When was this? This was about five years ago. Wow, oh, very recent. It's very recent. Yeah. Now, what did that lead to? It led to people saying to me, wait, what, what is going on here? Are you getting a divorce? Yeah. What like, is, ha what is, is happening? Lover, you yeah. know, what happened to that 18-year-old guy? You not mean? handsome anymore, right? <laughs> <laughs> What's okay. going on here? <laughs> so there's something really good that comes with age. Well, there's many things. There's many good things that come with age, and one of them is wisdom, and the wisdom to know what is important and what doesn't matter, and the way other people see you. Sometimes it just doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. So I use my name. It's very important to me. And I get asked to speak out on the Latino community. I get asked to speak about our demographics. I get asked to speak about what do we do? What is the future for us? Why is it important that we look at Latinos as employees, as people in the C-suite, people on boards, all of those things? And I always do. It's really important that we use the platforms mm -hmm. that we've ascended to in a very productive way. So Silvana uses food, and I use my voice. One of the questions that we ask all our guests is to tell us, if you were talking to your 30-year-old self, you had been married for 12 years by then with your I know, isn't husband. that amazing? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, what advice would you give yourself now that you have the perspective? I would say your day will come. It will happen. You think that because of who you are or where you came from is a detriment. It's actually an attribute. Mm -hmm. And that's what I would say to my 30-year-old my self. But why do you think that's something you need to tell your 30-year-old self? Were you insecure? Because I didn't did you know. Doubt yourself? I didn't know. I was, I was in a world that didn't embrace that. They didn't embrace who we are. They mm -hmm. didn't embrace Latina dad. They didn't embrace those kinds of things. And that made you doubt yourself? It did. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. So your, your, day, your day will come as in believe. Belief in yourself and belief in what you can do and belief in what your capability is. 
All right. Great. Martha, Thank has you. been amazing having you. Thank you. Thank you. I learned so much. This is really my mentorship session in front of everyone. <laughs> Communication, storytelling, negotiation, skills that we need to lead. A la Latina! This podcast was proudly produced by Malka Media. The struggle is real, and we know that firsthand being daughters of hardworking immigrants. That's why on La Lucha is Real podcast, hablamos un poquito de todo. Somos Angel and Edith, long-term best friends who have authentic conversations, giving us space to be vulnerable without judgment because La Lucha is real. We want all of our amigos who listen to us to feel a part of the conversation and feel empowered to become a better version of themselves. A veces bromeando y a veces llorando, pero siempre mejorando. La Lucha is Real podcast is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey there, everyone. I'm Sarah Weldon, CEO of Trufinco, a finance company dedicated to helping both budding and established small businesses. I'm thrilled to be hosting Business Perfect Formula, a podcast designed to demystify business funding, real estate investing, and business credit. My goal is to simplify the complexities of alternative lending, showing you that navigating the financial landscape can be straightforward and stress-free. Business Perfect Formula is available wherever you listen to podcasts.